Uta Puta, everybody. Hello and welcome to Greedo Shot First. My name's Connor. And uh, this is kind of a short episode today. Um, typically, uh, I think we had it planned that we were going to do our review of The Mandalorian, the very first episode of The Mandalorian, which just premiered this past Tuesday. And I got to tell you, I know that I have a lot to say about it. I know that Andrew's going to want to have to say a lot about it, but uh, that's just it. Um, something even greater has happened. Uh, Andrew and Emily are having their baby. So, uh, <laughs> with uh, life doing what it does and, uh, you know, great things happening, we will be taking a, uh, probably a small break. Uh, we might be putting out a, uh, one of our pre-recorded episodes this week. We're not totally sure yet, but, uh, all things considered, um, I'm nothing more than happy for Andrew and Emily. I'm, I'm hoping that the baby comes fine and, uh, I can't wait to meet little Sully and, uh, just, you know, <laughs> It's it's all incredible. It's incredible, and it's hard to it's hard to even try and do this by myself. But uh, I you know I just want them to know that I'm proud of them and happy for them, and I hope uh, you know I wish everyone a speedy recovery and a safe and healthy delivery and all that and everything. But on the actual topic of the Mandalorian, like I said, I know that we want to talk more about it. Um, I don't want to speak for Andrew, and I definitely don't want to say what I have to say just because. Whenever we do these things, we always tell ourselves, just save it for the pod, you know, save it for the pod. Don't let anyone know about it. And so that's, that's what we're going to try and do. And honestly, uh, I, I can say without a doubt that this is one of the better Star Wars experiences, uh, to come out in recent memory. Um, uh, without giving too much away, uh, I really enjoyed just the entire episode and, um, the ending is definitely something to behold. It, it, it it goes the direction I don't think people thought it was going to go in, and I mean, there's only just so many questions you can ask yourself, and that's what I'm hoping to eventually ask with Andrew, but again, like I said, um, they are becoming parents, and that is way more important at the moment, so uh, once things are all said and done, and we actually get some time to record ourselves uh, doing a full Mandalorian review, I'm sure we'll be able to get into it and everything, but again... Congratulations to Andrew and Emily and uh, their new baby. With uh, any luck, he should be coming out today. And uh, I can't wait to meet the little sucker. So thank you guys again for checking us out. I'm sorry this isn't a full-length episode. And, I, I mean, if it sounds choppy, it's because I'm quite literally just recording this on my phone. So I apologize for that. But I always have a great time doing these. I know I'm going to have a great time, you know, meeting Sully Burger and uh, getting you know, getting to know, uh, little Sully along with his daddy. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. And, uh, I just hope you guys are able to stick around and, uh, you know, enjoy what else we have to put out for the rest of the year. So thank you. And, uh, like always, I had a great time, but Andrew's not here to say it was a boring conversation anyway. So I'm going to say it was good. All right. Thank you guys. Andrew. Yes, Connor. I had a really weird, like, uh, like brain tickle, a disturbance in the force, if you will. I don't know. Okay. But I was thinking about this, um, particularly, uh, actually, Eva was thinking about this, because we were watching uh, a little movie earlier, 
uh, called Return of the Jedi. Uh-huh. And she was wondering, and now I'm wondering, do you think you age in Carbonite? Well, I suppose I have a twofold answer to that. Okay. Uh, my first instinct would be you shouldn't. Obviously. You would just be, you know. Yourself. Fro- yeah, you would, like, you went in, you were frozen, and that was where, like, your life paused. You hit pause for a while, and then when you come out, like, you just hit play. Yeah. And it just picks up in the exact same scene. It would make sense. Objectively speaking, I think it's safe to say that in Star Wars Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. Han Solo does, in fact, age oh, yeah. from Empire. And Looks a little chunkier, a little more muscular. His, his hair is a little like a different. Little he, he lost his like arm bracer things that he had on. Yeah, that's true. Well, actually, it's a fun point with that. Like, because I realized that too. Like, how does he go from like having his hands crossed to like up in like jazz hands, basically, like uh-huh. when he's frozen? And it, there is a point where that you see the Ugnaughts actually take the you know the the handcuffs off of him. But I don't know what happened to the brazier. You're right. They completely forgot that point. Yeah. But I, don't, I mean, what does that mean for anyone else who gets frozen in carbonite? Like, it's like, is this like, you know, do you not feel satisfied with the, you know, the <laughs> the hand that life's dealt you? Yeah. You know, do you want to like, like... How long can you stay frozen in carbonite? Right. Or what kind of benefits can you get out of it? You know, if you're overweight, you lose weight in there or do yeah. you gain weight depending on what you want, you yeah. know? I would, I, I, th- I think I've heard something along the lines of like, it it doesn't actually totally totally stop you. So like if you went in for like a thousand years, mm. you would still age and like you might be dead when you came out. Basically, but like it slows it down so much that it's like over the course of hundreds of years, like you would slowly slowly de- decline. Well, I guess that makes sense. You know, it's interesting. Have you ever heard like the fan theory that Indiana Jones is? Like the dreams that Han Solo has while he's frozen in carbonite. I think I have heard that before, and yes. that's that's okay. I can buy into that. <laughs> I can get behind that one. I like I like to think that he was dreaming of nice things. Yes, you know, you know what else is nice is Utaputa, everybody. Hello and welcome to Greedo Shot First. My name is Connor. <laughs> I'm Andrew, <laughs> and we're here to talk Star Wars, all things Star Wars, and anything even freaking related to Star Wars. In which today. It is our sixth installment yeah. in the road to the rise of Skywalker. Our own road to the rise of Skywalker, yes. if you will. We'll be talking about episode six, Return of the Jedi today. And That's right. boy, am I excited to try and defend this sucker. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to come at you too hard. Oh, I, I know. Promise, but, but the problem is you're still coming at me. <laughs> well, I I have my qualms with it. Fair enough. I mean, we you know we've we've done our empire discussion at this point. Hopefully, you've all heard our empire discussion at this point. Yes. And I think you know you've seen the light a little bit on my point of view. Of course. Uh, but like, I would honestly even say that like when I watch Return of the Jedi, I get filled with that nostalgia. Mm-hmm. You know, like I I I transport back to well, like 1997 anyway, like when the special editions came out. Right. And, like, I mean, I can distinctively remember seeing Return in theaters multiple times when it was out for the special edition. Uh, I'm right there with you. I remember that too. It was you know, exciting. And it's like and if you're watching it in the right mindset, you can kind of rechannel that like youthful enthusiasm for it. Of course. Well, I always put it out there like if I'm ever having a bad mood, I will look up uh you know, the just this space battle mm-hmm. of Battle of Endor and like I always 
I always just grin, yeah. you know, because it's just exciting. Everything else around it, maybe not so much, but mm-hmm. like, you know, space battles where it's at. Yes. Uh, but I mean, let's, uh, you know, before we put the cart before the horse and all that happy stuff, uh, why don't you, or yeah, why don't you read us the synopsis for this sucker and I shall do the cast. Sure. Another uh, fun IMDB <laughs> yes. uh, synopsis. Absolutely. Uh, Luke Skywalker, Mark Hamill. Battles horrible Jabba the Hutt and cruel Darth Vader to save his comrades in the Rebel Alliance and triumph over the Galactic Empire. Han Solo, Harrison Ford, and Princess Leia, Carrie Fisher, reaffirm their love and team with Chewbacca, Lando Calrissian, Billy D. Williams, the Ewoks, and the androids C-3PO and R2-D2 to aid in the disruption of the dark side and the defeat of the evil emperor. Well, spoilers. Jeez, yeah. they just like right up there. Like just like yeah. Well, I guess it's not spoilers though now. Yeah, I know. Now that we're living in a Rise of Skywalker era. Ugh, this road, man, it's got a couple bumps in it. Ah, oh, anyways. Um uh, this was released uh, May 25th, 1983. It's actually fun to realize that a lot of these movies, I mean, at least I think if I can remember correctly, like one through six, most of them have been in May. Yes. Right? Yeah. That's been like, that was been like their target time. Yeah, yeah. I think all of the first six were in May and originally they were going to do seven for May, mm-hmm. but then like they just had kind of like some, some schedule over- overruns and stuff. Yeah. And that's what pushed it back to Christmas. But and now they're like, it's a this Christmas is, thing. Yeah. Yeah. And the only time they went away from that was solo and it didn't do well. So yeah, well, there you go. It's the perfect time of year for it. Yeah. And you think about it, like a lot of it's the toy sales and everything like that too. Uh-huh. So it's, oh, a, it's sure. a great time to pump up the numbers and all that. So why the hell not? But May 25th, 1983 was its original release. Uh, it was directed by Richard Marquand, uh, produced by Howard Kazandian. Uh, Kaz- uh, Kazanian. Yeah. Okay. Sorry about that. Screenplay by Lawrence Kasdan and George Lucas, and a story by George Lucas. So you can kind of see where the uh, the problems lie there. So he was still very heavily involved, unfortunately, but like you know, it is what it is. Starring Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker, Harrison Ford as Han Solo, Carrie Fisher as Leia Organa, Billy D. Williams as Lando Calrissian, Anthony Daniels as C-3PO, David Prowse as Darth Vader, Kenny Baker as R2-D2, Peter Mayhew as Chewbacca, Frank Oz as Yoda, Ian McDermott, or McDermott as uh, Emperor Palpatine, and Sebastian Shaw as Anakin Skywalker. One of five people to play Anakin Skywalker at this point in in this film. In this film, yes. In in the special edition era. Oh crud! Yeah. We'll, All right. Yeah. We'll get into it. Yeah. Let's get into. It. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I wanted to, I wanted to be sure to actually include. Um, Sebastian Shaw in there just because you know he does play a pivotal role towards the end but let's not start at the end let's start at the beginning right so this ridiculously elaborate plan that they have (laughs) to save Han yes I think we can kind of breeze through this a little bit just because we've done a whole episode we did a whole episode on it so we kind of know how ridiculous and redundant it is so everyone can stop making fun of me for it (laughs) but uh, but it is good theater oh heck yeah (laughs) I'm all about it it's it's super redundant, super ridiculous, super not necessary, but it's exciting. Yes. It's very exciting. And it's also just the way you get to see all of your old characters again. It's like, yeah. hey, there's this person, there's that person, R2-D2 and C-3PO being them lovely selves and all this kind of stuff, right? Yes. Well, first of all, the movie opens up with uh, just the shuttle going from the 
uh, De- from the Star Destroyer to the new Death Star. Yes. Which was like, they didn't even like try and like tease it. They're like, hey, here it is. Here's like, a new Death Star. This is what's happening. Yeah. We're jumping right into it. Yeah. And I bet you anything, I you might have had the same thought I did when I was a kid and being like, how is that thing not destroyed? Yeah. You know, like all that happened was like half of it, the cratered off or something, right? Right. Yeah. So I always and just kind of pictured it as like the damaged, you know, Death when Star. When I agree. And like even in that first shot when they're like coming up like to the loading dock or the loading bay. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's just certain very small areas where like there's missing panels or whatever. Yeah. But like that whole section looks to be done. Um, and like, I always was really confused by that in, in terms of like that probably confounded or like compounded that sense of like, like, well, why, why, why didn't you complete this? <laughs> yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. But how I, long does it take? <laughs> I like that shot because, you know, you get to see Darth Vader come off the shuttle and everything. And the uh, the captain or whoever, the admiral who's in charge of the project at the time, mm-hmm. um, you know, he has a good point where he's like... I can tell you his name, actually. What is it? It's Moff Gergeron. I think I actually have heard that. Yeah. <laughs> Moff Gergeron. All right. So Gergeron is there. And he's like, you know, he's like, uh, you know, the, the emperor asked too much. I need more men or whatever. He's like, well, perhaps you could take it up with him when he arrives. It's like the emperor's the coming emperor's. here. Yeah. And it's like, oh, God. You know, well, we shall double our efforts. Like yeah. the way he says it real fast. I love it. And it's like, we shall see, Commander. And it's like, the emperor is not as forgiving as I am. Yeah. And like right there, it's like, typically he would have been choked out. Right. Right. But now it's like, you know, you think I'm bad. Just wait. Yeah. And to, to that end, like whenever he comes off the shuttle, you have, uh, you know, maybe like two or three rows of like each kind of trooper that's mm-hmm. the, in the Empire at the time. And that's it, right? That's his reception crew. Fast forward to like when the Emperor actually shows up. Yeah. And the amount of security that's around it. Yeah. Every single TIE fighter is out on patrol. Uh-huh. Uh, all the Star Destroyers are surrounding it. He has like an escort of fighters coming in with his shuttle. Mm-hmm. And then when he actually lands, it's like everybody in the yeah, station. The, the honor guard is like thou- like a thousand thousands, people. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And it's just insane. Yeah. All for this like old man with a cane. And it's like, this is, this is who we're waiting for? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> and then... Just it's some of the best acting you've ever seen because he comes down, Vader's kneeling before this guy, mm-hmm. freaking Vader, who we've just spent the last two movies like f- fearing this guy, mm-hmm. and so once he starts talking and he's walking with him, there's a point where like, you know, he's like Luke Skywalker will be looking for his father, I suspect, and like Darth Vader like gives him that side, I like does he know? Does yeah. he know that I've been trying to do this or whatever? And like right there, you can kind of see where like. Vader's cautious about what he says, mm-hmm. so you could see the relationship that, kind of yeah. bloom out of that. Yeah, the redemp, like you know, the the, the softening is starting to occur. Mm-hmm. Fun fact about Ian McDermott, and then we can kind of actually get back into the sequential. Yeah, I'm whatever. down for it. I'm sorry, um, but like the insane thing about Ian McDermott is that in uh, Return, he's in his early 30s. Yeah, like he's not old. Actually, he's yeah. actually like not much older than like we are. Well, I can't remember if it was you or something that I read that was talking about like the way that he performed. Uh-huh. So I think originally they were going to try and go with kind of aristocratic. So like in the original cut, like before mm-hmm. they, you know, went back and did the special edition with Ian McDermott for empire. Right. The original cut, we talked about this before. It was a kind of, it was like a woman's face, but it like had like a, you know, alien features. Yeah. Should we say? Yeah. Monkey the, eyes. Yeah. <laughs> the, the voice that accompanies that shot is aristocratic. Right. Uh, almost, you know, Coruscanti-esque. Uh-huh. And then you meet Ian McDermott in this movie, and, like, 
I think it was the way it went down was like he he performed with like Spielberg and Lucas and like he was like, well, what if he kind of came off as more sinister and like you know overbearing with his speech pattern and everything mm-hmm. like that? And the Emperor's speech pattern is distinct. Right. Like, if you hear him, you know who's talking. Oh, yeah. And there's even people out there who were like, you know, you wanted me to kind of give this like a Palpatine feel or something like that? Yeah. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Because like, it's his own, it's his own bread and butter right there. Like, that's, that's perfect voice. Well, that's, I mean, that's why the first Rise of Skywalker trailer worked so well. Because it had that laugh. literally, you just heard the laugh. He didn't say a word. He didn't do anything else. He just laughed. And people were like, <laughs> oh, my God, that's the Emperor. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> what? Yeah, um, it, it 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 blew up. Yeah, for so, sure. All um, right, sequentially, unless you want to add anything else. Well, the only thing I will elaborate on with that is what I've also heard is, um, so I think it was like Lucas and maybe Gary Kurtz or somebody like the producer. Mm-hmm. Um, they were at a Broadway or not a Broadway, but like a Royal Shakespearean, whatever, and he was doing a present like a, a some sort of mini play. Okay, um, but it was like a one man show. But he was wearing all of these crazy prosthetics all over his body like to play the role that he was doing oh and that kind of helped them also plant that seed of like okay it could be you know maybe he could just be disfigured or you know look impossibly old yeah yeah uh and and they kind of liked his portrayal doing that and that's why he ultimately won the role well it's perfect yeah like when you talk about casting for these movies that's one of the best choices they've ever made yeah i mean i i would say in in no particular order, I think the three best casting decisions are him, Harrison Ford as Han Solo, and Ewan McGregor as, as Obi Wan. Obi Wan. Well, see, that's the other thing too. Like the fact that they were able to bring um, oh, what the heck, Alec Guinness back mm-hmm. for two more films. Mm-hmm. Like, it, there's a lot of history around Alec Guinness not really liking Star Wars, right. not liking the fact that he's in it. Yeah. But he made a buttload of money off of it. Absolutely. And I think there's a story of like this, this guy and his kid like met him uh-huh. and he was like, Oh my, my, you know, my son's a huge fan of yours. He loves From you in Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, he tells him, he's like, don't ever watch it again. And like, he just ruined this kid's dreams basically. Yeah. It's I mean, horrible. He, yeah. That's, that's mean. <laughs> it is so mean. So I just can't get by it. But like, you know, Alec Guinness is okay, yeah. Like especially in the first movie, in this one, in Return of the Jedi, he's just so like whatever. All you right. can well, yeah. I mean, you can tell like definitely in both uh, uh, Empire and Return that like he's. You can tell that he was there for one, one day. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and they had one, you know, probably like two or three chances, like total, to to get the scenes right. And- <laughs> It's just like I know we're not going sequentially here, but I just have to say that like when he's talking to Ben on Dagobah, and like you know he's like you know you have to confront your you have to confront Vader, and he's like I can't confront my father. Obi Wan doesn't even try. He's like, then we are lost. Yeah, you know, like that's it. That's it. I tried. Is, yeah, it's, it's like dude, you're stoic. Yeah. You and know. Then, yeah, and then they're talking about like the there is another and yeah, and like one of the the. Uh, fan theories that I've always enjoyed is that Leia isn't his sister, but oh, like, but Ben's just like, I don't want to have this conversation anymore. <laughs> so yeah, that's right. Yeah. Your instincts serve you well. Yeah. yeah. Close enough. There's like two women in the entire galaxy yeah. at this point. So, and one's a redhead. So, I mean, you know, yes. <laughs> oh man. But yeah. So 
good stuff. Yes. All right. So back to the sequential. Back order. to the sequential. So <laughs> the way that everyone loads into the freaking palace, you know, it all in all kind of adds it all kinds of builds. You know, mm-hmm. so you got the droids coming in first. They're just taken into slavery, and you got Chewie brought in by the bounty hunter, who later is revealed to be Leia, mm-hmm. which is like another poor choice because it's like, why not just keep the mask on? Yeah. You know, just wait until you're outside. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> or at the very least, oh, we talked about this before too. Why not put the like the the carbonite slab on hover mode? Yeah, and hover that sucker just, out of there. Yeah, just wheel it on out, and then you melt them. She's the worst spy. <laughs> I, I swear, like I don't, I really don't want a bad mouth Carrie Fisher right now. But god dang it, like one of the first things you see after everyone's passed passed out, she like walks into like where the lights coming down the stairwell. What's the and first cl- thing she yeah, does? Yeah, she like clangs the wing wind chime. <laughs> it's on the other side. <laughs> yeah, like how do you just not pay attention? Yeah. <laughs> You know, and I get the idea they're supposed to add like, oh, you know, like you yeah. don't want to make that noise. But it's like, come on, man. Yeah, she could have just not. Yeah. <laughs> like, and there's so many things they could have not just done. <laughs> and yeah. That's one of them. Yeah. And then so, all right, she gets caught, yada, yada, yada. He gets thrown into the thing. So uh, when Han is defrosted, basically, you know, mm-hmm. he's unfrozen from carbonite. Right. Um, he's thrown into the clinker with uh, Chewbacca. 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 I was telling Eva, I was like, this is one of my favorite conversations between them. Uh Because not only does it show, you know, that they're just this, they're basically a married old couple, Uh you know. Uh, Han is just, it's it's some of his funniest deliveries Mm -hmm. where he's just like, he's like, you know, he's asking Chewie, he's like, what's been going on? Then Chewie makes all of his noises and he goes, a Jedi Knight! He's like, I'm out of it for a few seconds, and everyone's got delusions of grandeur. Yeah, <laughs> that's like that's so perfect. Yeah, like just Han, like all of his delivery, like when he's first unthawed, is just hilarious. It is because he's just disoriented and everything like that. Yeah. He's like, I'm all right, pal, and like just having him hug yeah, and like the it. hug. Oh, yeah. It's so adorable, <laughs> you know. And like it's just, oh, I love it. And then you know later on to being like, yeah, it's like I think I'm starting to see a lot better. So instead of him being like a, you know. A bunch of dark, it's a bunch of light or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, Well, you're not missing much. I grew up here, you know. You're gonna die here, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Again, so great. It's, yeah. And it really is like it, it it's him just coming out and he's like, All right, George, if you want me to come back for this movie, there's only one way I'm gonna come back. <laughs> I'm playing it my way. I'm playing it my way. Yeah. And like I, I, I think it works. I really think it works. Because he does he has the most delivery out of the three heroes. Yeah. You know, and we can get to this later. I know I'm kind of skipping everything, but like when it comes to the Sarlacc, I think we've talked about this before, so I'm just going to reaffirm it. Do you think the addition of the beak works for it or works against it? I actually think it does make it better. You think? Yeah. Okay. It's like the one, it's like the only like special edition change that I like. Uh, but it kind of just it gives the creature a lot more shape and it's kind of easier to figure out what's actually happening right versus just being like a toothy hole yeah you know in the ground (laughs) yeah and if you think about it it kind of works like a like a like an octopus or a squid because they have beaks Mm -hmm. you know hidden under all their tentacles and everything Mm -hmm. like that yeah and essentially a sarlacc is just an inverted tentacle uh-huh. you know yeah. or more or less and yeah. that's the maw or whatever its mouth like mm-hmm. it makes sense to have a probing beak and all the tentacles and everything like that i think it works yeah it may be a little audacious compared to you know what you did see before but like it works yeah you know i mean i don't know but 
As I go on, I'm sorry. <laughs> We're recording this kind of late. Yeah, like I hate it because like it's just dark outside. Like it's not even that late at night. But no, it's just like freaking adapting daylights. to uh, the fall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I see. It's like, oh man, yeah, I better get inside. And it's six fifty. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> Anyways, um, regardless. Yeah. So I I I like the whole fight scene on uh, on the barge. Mm-hmm. You know, poor Boba Fett. I'm sorry. Is there any way you could defend him going out like a punk? No. <laughs> Outside of they just, like, I don't know. Lucas just was like, well, I don't really have a way to otherwise resolve his story, and he can't really survive. So. Well, like, a bit of trivia that I read about that was apparently um, he didn't realize that, uh, let's see here, following the success of Boba Fett, appearing in comics and being a popular supporting character, George Lucas admitted he had no idea that the character had become so popular. Uh-huh. He mentioned that if he had known, he would have given the bounty hunter a more memorable death scene. Lucas even considered adding a shot of Boba Fett escaping the Sarlacc in the 2004 DVD release. Ultimately, he decided against it as he did not want viewers to be distracted from the main story. Right. So, <laughs> if that had happened... Uh-huh. <sighs> The amount of stuff that would have came out after that? Yeah. Oh, I mean, if you want to just start playing with fantasy here, oh, yeah. I mean, that's where the Mandalorian would have came in, right? Right, for Have sure. him just come out and be like, you know what? I'm done with the solos. I'm done with the Skywalkers. I'm just going to yeah. go off and do my own yeah. thing. I'm going back to what I do, which is, you know, hunting bounties. And becoming the Mandalore or whatever. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, the whole ex- expanded universe tells that tale in, pre- in pretty excruciating detail at times. Yeah, so it is a bit ridiculous. Yeah. But you know, I wish he, I wish he would have had something better to go down. And I love all the other aliens that are in there. Yeah, there's a lot of just random humans, uh-huh. which they were like, we got to make them kind of look like swashbuckling. Yeah, so they're literally just have like red bandanas. They on. all have like bandanas, and it's like, like they all have like this piratey look because like just the you know because they wear the <laughs> the tall boots and like kind of baggy pants. And they, and I think they have like the sashes too, like that yeah. goes down their side and everything. Yeah. And like every Weequai looks like a pirate. I mean, which yeah. obviously is where Hondo comes from. Yeah, like, this effort is no longer profitable. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that I can't abide by, or just can't understand, I guess I should say, is when you see Lando for the first time. Because uh-huh. first of all, they have to establish like, oh, it's Lando, right? Uh-huh, right. But he's also wearing this mask that's apparently made of rubber. Yeah. Because he, it looks like, to be made of rubber. <laughs> and like, the fact is that like he has to look on to Chewie being taken away. Uh-huh. And like, I guess he couldn't see. Yeah. So not only does he have to pull it down past his eyes, but he has to pull it down all the way to his beard. Yeah. It's like, dude, you're, you're showing yourself. Yeah. Like that's not hiding. And like, why are you doing this? Like, you're not doing this for an audience. Like if anything, you're doing it for yourself. Mm. And I feel like more people would have focused in on like him being Lando. If they would have just focused on the eyes yeah. and then focused later on him again, like looking at Leia or something yeah. like they could have made it subtle and his reveal would have been that much more exciting. Right. You know, like there could have been a turning point on the barge or whatever. Like when, Luke yeah. enacts like, his plan. Like literally just have that exact thing where he just kind of pulls it down. Yeah. But you save it for the barge. And then like Chewie like is like, oh, okay, it's Lando. Yeah. 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 But for there, he's not doing it for anybody. Yeah. He's doing it for himself. Yeah. And it's like, it doesn't make sense, bro. Yeah. Well, and like, I mean, this is something I've talked about before, but like one of the things that I love about Empire is that like they kind of do the hero shots at the start. Yeah. Uh, you know, like literally like you know, Luke rides up on his Tauntaun and like right into the front of the camera. And then he Shows takes it. Yeah. And he takes his uh, scarf off his face and it's like, Oh, 
it's Luke, our hero. Yeah. You know, and, and like Leia gets a scene and, and Han kind of gets a little bit of a chance where he like pulls the glass, like his uh, goggles down. Yeah. Um, and that's the first time you see him. And, then, and like, I feel like they decided like, okay, we've done hero shots for the other heroes, but we haven't done one for Lando. Yeah. So let's just give him this one here. And, it's like and it makes reveal. no sense. It does not make any sense at all. Like I said, if it was revealed to somebody else, another supporting character or something, that would have made sense. Yeah. But initially he's doing this for the audience and it's like, if you're trying to fit this into a fa- like you know a fantasy world in the first place, sorry, bro. It ain't happening. This is not working for me, dog. Yeah. Uh, anyways, so Barge blows up. Oh, um, Leia freaking killing like Jabba. Mm-hmm. First of all, that's amazing yes. because th- you got to imagine how tough of a hide that Jabba's got on him, like yeah. huts in general. And not to mention that Jabba, at the very least... Is under a like a millennia old, like he's yeah. under a thousand years old. Yeah, and all it takes is like a chick in a bikini with a freaking chain. <laughs> yeah, like, and I'm not trying to diminish her efforts here whatsoever. Like, that's amazing, right? And she just chokes him out, and like, that's you brought down one of the most dastardly gangsters in the galaxy. Yeah, good on you. Yeah. You know, which right. I I appreciate because they're kind of been like, you know what, like you've kind of been the damsel in distress enough times. Right. Let's give you a front row seat. So- Let's make you. That one. is one thing I will say, like, I, I mean, we'll get into, like, the, the three acts of the end mm-hmm. later, uh, for sure, because we're going in sequential order. Yes. But um, <laughs> but that's one thing I actually do like about this film, is that it it truly gives Leia that authority and mm-hmm. that, you know, like, that ability to be active, that it doesn't get fully brought out all the time in the previous two. No, like I said, for the most part, she's playing the damsel. Yeah. And it's like now she actually gets to play a hero. Yeah. You know, and she has her moments for sure, but not as much as like this one. Yeah. Like, this is where she actually gets to be a soldier and everything like that. Yeah. My And so my one other comment on that, uh, and a lot of like these kind of behind the scenes things that I share come from Empire Dreams. So mm-hmm. if I don't mention this later when it comes up again, like. Just know that it came from Empire of Dreams and you should watch it and it's cool. There you go. Um, but so Stuart Freeborn is the guy who, well, first off, he made the Yoda puppet. Oh. Um, but he also made the Jabba puppet. Oh. Which was manned by like six people. I was going to I was gonna bring that up. Yeah. It took six people to actually <laughs> yeah. work him. And there was a midget in the tail. <laughs> really? I'm serious. <laughs> oh, my and, God. Uh, but so apparently like. In that scene where she's choking him out, like, you know, Leia crawls across him at one point mm-hmm. and like her like high heels like actually pierced it. Yeah. And like cut the midget <gasps> in the tail. Oh <laughs> But like Stuart Freeborn has this amazing line and like I don't know, maybe this is gonna sound like a little bit insensitive or whatever. But he's like, My wee man in the tail got cut by Leia. <laughs> And like he's like this. I don't know if he's like Scottish or Irish or whatever. But he has an accent. Yeah, in other words. that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, what the hell? Um, there was a point where like I mean, Eva was watching it with me, and like she pointed it out too. Like th- just the effect work on the puppet itself is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that it takes six people to do you know everything. He's got the two arms. He's got the eyes. He's got the mouth and everything. Um, the tail in particular is what she gravitated towards because the point where uh, you know. Luke comes in and wakes everybody up and you just see that tail like it has that slow kind of like snake slither to it. Uh-huh. That was perfect. Yeah. It made it look so alive. And I even said as much as like that's just that's just brilliant. You yeah. know, like it's I, I, I can't imagine how you're able to do that. Mm-hmm. But you know, and we both kind of called it out and we was like, Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, okay. 
Fast forward to, I guess... The area... This is probably the part that we've already also kind of covered. So we have Luke going to Dagobah. Right. Uh, which is intercut with the arrival of the Emperor. Yes. we. Yeah, I guess we did kind of cover it. I will <laughs> add one fact to it. Okay. Did you realize that Yoda is the only Jedi to die of natural causes? Yes. Really? Well... I mean, it's... It makes sense. It does make sense. Yeah. Because you never... Um, it's just like, it's like uh, you know, they, they told me it's malignant or whatever. Like, it's never gone that far. Right. For sure. You know. And for that matter, Yoda is over 900 years old. Yes. So, it's just like, he just doesn't die. And, like, when he dies, like, he literally just turns to dust. You yeah. You know? <laughs> he got Thanos out of existence. That's right. And, like, even Eva was saying as much. Like, it's so sad to watch him, you know, deliver his last words. But, like, when he just evaporates basically uh-huh. it's silly yeah you know and like that's another thing going back to what i've been saying this whole time when we've been in this new trilogy well the original, the trilogy, original trilogy you have to work with what's given uh-huh. because all you've ever known is these three movies uh-huh. and then phantom menace rolls around qui-gon jinn gets a blade through the gut and you're like why is he still here yeah why <laughs> right? didn't he just discorpiate or, or it's like why maybe he's just like you know it's just not a mortal wound uh-huh. or something yeah i don't know but I'm I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah. I'm just complaining at this point. So one one uh, actually thing that I'll add to that is they weren't entirely sh- sure what they wanted to do with Yoda mm-hmm. in this film. But the reason why they decided to kill him partially was because like the actual prop of Yoda was just kind of like deteriorating. No. Yeah. <laughs> so so they were kind of like, well, we can't like, you know, there. I mean, I think you've even brought this up, like that there was an original draft. Or no, actually, I think this was our friend Brandon. Okay. Um, maybe. Yeah. I swear I, somebody told me Someone this said in a text something. message. But, <laughs> um, but the original concept of like for the end of the film was that like both Obi-Wan and Yoda were going to come and like appear during the final battle mm. and actually yeah. become real again. Yeah. Be reborn. Um, but they partially scrapped that idea because... Like the Yoda puppet had just deteriorated, and they were like, "Well, we definitely can't like do action with this." Yeah. So it, it is also sad because it realized that like when like Yoda's in bed, he has like a like a a lazy eye almost. Yeah, exactly. Like, I always like I was trying to like put it in my head there when I was watching. I was like, "All right, maybe he's just looking to the left." <laughs> but then I'm also like, no, I think that eyeball's I think, yeah, just not it just, working. Yeah, it's not like they don't work in tandem anymore or whatever. So. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, yeah, it's like 900 years old, pretty yeah. old. So exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, so then from all that, we get back to the Rebel fleet, uh-huh. um, and everyone meets in the you know in the like you know the chamber basically, and mm-hmm. it's it's a big deal, and we don't realize it at the time that it's a big deal, but. Mon Mothma, who is figure we've never even heard of before, right, comes out, and apparently she's the de facto leader of the Re- Rebel Resistance. You know, the Rebel Alliance. We've never seen her up until this point. Now you go into all the lore that comes after this, uh-huh. and she's huge. She's yeah, she's important. everywhere. Yeah, she I mean, is the both, figurehead. Yeah, I but mean, for this on like both in kind of the prequel era as yeah. you know one of Bill. Organa's allies. Yeah, yeah. And, like, and Padme's allies. Yeah, and then she, you know, she she goes on to become, like, the new chancellor after uh-huh. the movie's yeah, all said and done. precisely. But regardless, you get to meet her, you get to meet uh, Amar Akbar. Akbar, as well as uh, Captain... Ne- is it not? No, 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 no. General... General Nadine. Yeah. Yeah. Maydeen. Maydeen. Yeah. And uh, there's Ten a... Num. <laughs> Ten Num. There's a fun fact about... Um, Nadine, Nadine, however you say it, the blonde guy. Uh-huh. 
apparently, like if you look at his facial hair, like the blonde beard that he has, it's fake. Uh-huh. The reason they added it on is because they made his action figure after the, the shots were already took, uh, and he had a beard for some reason. <laughs> and so they're like, well, we can't do this now. And so they scrapped all that, <laughs> went back in, it. and reshot it with him <laughs> with a fake beard. That's the only reason he has that fake beard in the first place. And like Eva spotted it right away. She's uh-huh. like, why is, why is he doing that? And yeah. it's like... Well, and I told her the whole story, and it's like, oh my god! So you see how much like the toys have an effect on this thing? Yeah, like, Boba Fett alone—that well, was one of the reasons. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Sorry, um, but it's a great point. Uh, and Mon Mothma is like just super serious about everything. Like when she says the many Bothams die, like you could just kind of see it in her eyes. It's like she kind of has like the thousand yard stare. Yeah. But then all of a sudden she just stops talking. Yeah. You know, and she's, she's like, like, okay, that's all I Thanks. need. Thanks. Let's bring in, you know, fish eye guy here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Akbar comes off as gruff and cool. Maydeen, I can eh, give, give or take. Give or take, yeah. yeah. He's a generic go to guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I thought it was pretty straightforward. Also, this was the golden year of like technology for the '80s because uh-huh. I think every '80s movie had the same like CGI, if you will, or computer uh-huh. animation. So like when they show the Death Star and they show like how the Forest Moon works and like how the Shield Generator works, all this kind of stuff. Eva was like, "Why? Like, why <laughs> is this working like this? Like why? Like it looks like it's so stuck in the '80s." I'm like. Well, yeah, this is basically because Skynet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Skynet or it's like the company from RoboCop or something like that. Like this is their digital effects. Uh-huh. Because honestly, you don't want to go back and watch A New Hope and see what kind of diagram they have for the yeah. freaking Death Star, yeah. which is basically just a game of Pong. Yeah. You know, like, oh, yeah, this is the technological advancements that they have now. Right. But, yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> just the notion that it is this like floating thing. And yeah. it's. Yeah, it's it cool. is like 3D illustration or whatever. But. I personally think it's kind of cool. But again, like it is dated yeah. to the timeline. And you look at like, you know, in The Force Awakens now and in Last Jedi when they, when they have their hollow, you know, the hollow boards or whatever, like that, it kind of resembles that. Mm-hmm. But you could tell it's more like efficient. Yeah. You know, but I don't know. And like kind of, I mean, they're trying to be a little bit more like forward thinking about it to make it, you know, like, yes, obviously they are paying homage, but they're kind of trying to make it look like a more realistic depiction of it. Oh, all. for sure. Well, to that end, realistic depictions, like the very next shot after, you know, everyone comes in and does their whole thing. Uh, when you see the hangar, mm-hmm. that's one of my favorite shots in this. Like, yeah. cause I just love, I love seeing all the ships just basically scrunched in there. Uh-huh. You know, you see Y wings, you see a wings, you see a B wing, you see the X wings, you see the millennium Falcon and the shuttle Tidarian in there. It's all cool. Yeah. And just like, you know, you get that point where like, Han and Lando are walking out, and again, special edition. I want you to have her. Yeah, blue, Blu-ray, all that stuff. You could totally tell it's just a map. It's background. a map. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a uh, true story for this film. The like the actual life-size Falcon that they built. Yeah. Is not in it. Whoa. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, like the full-size like Falcon from A New Hope and from Empire Fire. does not appear because they they used it. They filmed some scenes where. Like our heroes were also going to like escape a sandstorm on Tatooine. Yeah, like before leaving after God, I remember seeing something like that. Yeah, yeah. So and they so were, they like, next they to each set other. yeah they yeah like Luke's X wing and the Falcon are set up next to each other, um, and they they built it and they set it all up and then they cut that subplot, and so like the only like full kind of full length image that we get are is either like the model for mm-hmm. the battles yeah or. Like that matte painting. Yeah. 
And then there's the yeah, and then every other shot is just the cockpit. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. And like so, like even like it actually kind of bothers me. Like in the scene where where Hans just like staring longingly at the ship and says, "Why do I get a feeling I'm never gonna, gonna see, see her, her again? again?" And like it's because it you're not seeing it even now. It's just a painting. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, that's funny. I like that. Um, so yeah, that all happens. Everyone splits off. They do their thing. Uh, you know, and then the shuttle goes to uh the death star and they're like yeah everything is proceeding as i've you know as i have foreseen or yes. whatever you know all this kind of stuff and somehow they're able to work their way in with like a, an old code but it clears it checks out yeah and then stupid piet <laughs> piet you you had such a promising career going and then you had to let him get away i was about to clear them <laughs> uh and they get onto the forest moon now i love the fact that like <clears throat> this also suffers from what a lot of like late seventies, early eighties movies suffer from is the fact that like when you say a certain time or like you want to shoot at a certain time of day, it doesn't work because you can't you can't film in the dark. <clears throat> I'm thinking mostly of like there's a there's a line that Han gives to the rest of the storm or rest of the rebel troopers where he's like, "We'll meet at 0300. <clears throat> yeah, that sounds like that would be the middle of the night. It does. I mean, 0300, if you're talking military time, mm-hmm. that's 3 a.m. It's 3 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> and so you'd figure that it would be, you know, pitch black by the time they regroup. But it also, like, with these movies, they never actually establish uh, an actual, like, timeline of, I don't even know, like, how long were they actually on Endor uh-huh. before the fleet came? Yeah. Or, you know, how long were Han and Leia escaping, you know? Uh, all the Star Destroyers from Hoff to the, you know, the the Rishi Maze, I think is what you said last <laughs> yeah, time. that's what I said last time. Yeah, I mean, we know, uh, well, but even at that, they reference that uh, the Emperor knows, or Vader knows, and the Emperor knows as well, that they are amassing near Sullust. Yes, and isn't that supposed to be the, uh, the like, the tease? I think from, like, the new Battlefront game is, like, they were like, okay, there's a diversion that we're going to tell uh-huh. them that we're, you coming know. Coming from Sullust. But actually, we're we'll coming from this direction or something like that. Uh-huh. It's like, that's what we want them to think. And it's like a double, double cross <laughs> yeah. or something like that. You know, it's really elaborate, Yeah. in other words. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess we know that there's at least, like, one night on Endor. Because, yeah. like, obviously, uh, you know, Luke talks to Leia and <sighs> says, hey, you're my sister. Sure. Ta-da. Well, yeah. <laughs> All right, do you that, remember your mother? Yeah, I do. Uh, <laughs> all right, so this is some of the worst acting in the, the entire. Well, franchise. it is. I mean, I like. I know, like, you were, you know, complimenting Harrison for it. Like, I like him on in the Tatooine scenes. Yeah. But once we get to Endor, it, it just slows it down. evaporates. And, and like, he even tries to hold on there. Yeah. But it is like it is a point where it's like Leia's tr- trying to deliver her lines. Yeah. And it just does not land at all. Yeah. And then Luke goes off and like. Apparently Han was just like waiting in the wings, like he just yeah, pops out. Like, yeah, like hey, the what's actual going on? like stage direction of that is like cringy. Yeah, it's, it's just like, so not believable because it just seems like he's hiding the whole time. He's right. like, hey, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. couldn't help it over here. Your his sister now. Yeah, or something like that. Like he totally would have heard that. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then he's just like, I don't know. And he's like, well, you, can you tell Luke? Is that who you can tell? And it's like. I just, yeah. I don't know. And like, I mean, it's this just like is, hold me. Yeah, I mean, this is clearly when, when Carrie Fisher is dealing with a lot of her drug problems. And like, you can, I mean, you can tell she's just not there. Yeah. Like, in that whole scene. Well, do you, have you ever heard of the, like, there's a thing if you look online, like, there's a point where, like, in uh, Empire, like, 
Carrie Fisher has her hand on uh, Harris Ford's shoulder, mm-hmm. but like apparently her in, her pinky uh, nail <laughs> she is has a like bit a extra long coke nail. Yes, it's a, it's a euphemism <laughs> for it. But yeah, that's that's where it was like maybe that's why Empire was so good because like the quality of coke just died in '83. <laughs> that you know? could be. It yeah. could be. For right, all like I know. in 1979 and '80 would have been like the height of like the disco era yeah, and like Studio 54. Yeah. Everything's going on. Yeah. And just oh yes, ladies' night, and then yeah. just ladies' night just kind of just never stopped, and <laughs> yeah. that's where we're at now in 1983. Yeah, but yeah, so that's not any of the best acting. Like some of the best acting in that entire like diatribe between like Leia being found by the Ewoks all the way to like the actual shield generator, mm. basically is from C-3PO. Yeah, this is where C-3PO finally gets to have a bit of comeuppance. Yeah. And at one point, like, you know, everyone's get, you know, they get out of the, the, the net and they, you know, they're all held at spear point mm-hmm. by the Ewoks. And, uh, all of a sudden, like he just comes up and like holding his head for whatever reason. He's a <laughs> yeah. droid, but he's yeah. like, Oh, my freaking head. And everyone's just like, <gasps> Ooh, da, Ooh, da, doing their thing. And it's like, and they just, he, one of the best lines, I do believe they think I'm some kind of God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like, there's also another episode of Clone Wars where he was a god before, mm. you know? I don't know if you remember that one where it was like the droid tales or something yeah. like that, but it was so, so well done. And it was just him trying to decide how society should be run. Yeah. And like, that's, I think that was him just thinking to myself, like, I've done this before, but it didn't end well the first time. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, just between him and Luke and like, Luke's like, tell him if, you know, you know, if you don't release us, you'll use your magic on them or whatever. And him lifting C-3PO, like you get to see how it works out mm-hmm. and how the forces evolved within him. Yeah. And, and it's like the first time you see Luke not. You know, like we talked in the previous review, mm-hmm. like of, of Empire, about how like Vader doesn't need to make any over actions, like when he's throwing all of the stuff at Luke. Yeah, it's just in their nodding. battle. Yeah, which that that's pretty cool. Yeah, and like that's basically what Luke's able to accomplish here, and it's the first time we see him do that because like obviously his hands are tied, legs are tied. I mean, he closes his eyes, but he's just focusing. Yeah, he's just letting the force flow through him and all that stuff. Yes. Uh but yeah, I like it. Uh, then, you know, we get to meet all the Ewok warriors and everything. They're yes. so cool. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so are you familiar with like how like Warwick Davis came to, and like Wicket, the character came to be so prominent? I think so. I mean, wasn't it? Oh, go ahead. That, tell me. So the, the story actually is that originally Kenny Baker, who is R2-D2, mm-hmm. uh, but I, and he does also play, I want to say it's Logray. Ooh, the uh, like the medicine the, man. Yes. Okay. The, yeah, like the shaman guy that has like the animal skull on yeah, his head. Yeah. Uh, so I believe he was actually going to be the lead Ewok for the whole thing. Ooh. But he was ill when they were filming like that scene. Yeah. And like they kind of liked like the Wicket costume anyway because it was cute and friendly. More um, kid friendly, yeah. For sure. Yeah, as opposed like because Low Gray is kind of a little scary and. Well, yeah, uh, and I forget who. There's like the the actual like chieftain is played by Jack Purvis, who is also in all of the movies. He was like an Ewok in the first one. He was an Ognaught in the second one. Uh, <laughs> you mean a Jawa in the first one? Yes, sorry. Okay, yeah, a Jawa. I figured they were on tattoo. He was like, yeah. what? What? Uh, but, but yeah, yeah, uh, and and so they were just like, yeah, that one's cute. Put him in there. So. <laughs> 
And like, I mean, Warwick Davis was like 12 years old. Yeah. He was just a kid and he loved it. Uh-huh. And so this is actually another little fun fact. Like I, I learned about this uh, when they did uh, Triple Force Friday because Warwick Davis was uh, in charge of it. He was mm-hmm. the host of the live yeah, stream. The MC, yeah. And he was talking about when the, the last or when Return of the Jedi came out. It came out in uh, England, I think, either before or after. I want to say after, like, the original release. Mm-hmm. And Warwick wanted to see the movie, but he also wanted to have action figures. He's like, I won't get these action figures until after the movie's released here. And he actually sent a letter to George Lucas, like, can you, you know, send me these toys before, you know, before it comes out? Because I want to see my toy. Like, he wants to see himself as an action figure. Uh-huh. The movie was released, in like, in England or Europe in general, June 2nd. 1983, which is my birthday. Not well, 83, but still. Yeah. June 2nd. That's cool, man. <laughs> yeah. I got some kind of nice. Star Wars tie-in. Yeah. It's not Cascado <laughs> anymore. So good. <laughs> um, but that's cool. And I mean, I always just like Warwick Davis in general. Mm. Like, you could tell he's been a true fan since yeah, he was a kid. Yeah, such a like, good brand ambassador. Exactly. I, say, I, I toss that out there a lot, but... I mean, yeah. it, it holds. No, no, it's perfect. Yeah. You know, and like he could play any, like when he actually plays himself, basically, and mm-hmm. I think. Phantom uh, Menace. Phantom Menace and Solo, for that matter. They're the same yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Like mm-hmm. it, he's just, he's just reacting with the crowd and everything. Uh-huh. It's awesome. Yeah. Mm. But to dive a little bit further. So Luke is just like, all right, peace guys. I'm out. You know, mm-hmm. we snuck on this moon, but I can't stick around. Yeah. Goes and turns himself in. It's like, well, we didn't know the rebels were here before, but now we do. You yeah, know? Like, yeah. How like, did you get here? Yeah, and I like the uh, like the base commander is like, yeah, he says he's alone, but we don't believe him. Yeah, it's like, and it's like hmm. yeah, your your instincts serve you well. <laughs> Once like, again, you must have a promotion or yeah. something. Yeah. But yeah, and then like that's a good moment because when like the the dialogue between him and uh, and Luke, like Vader and Luke, like Vader really wants Luke. To join him or mm-hmm. at the very least acknowledge him like you could see that in his mannerisms at mm-hmm. some point and it's just like i'm here to save my father not you that kind of stuff and yeah. it's like i don't know i i like that dynamic and it works well and it's kind of sets up what will come towards the end and inevitably that leads from them leaving the uh the endor moon going back to the death star and that's when we get one of those shots like the very first shot and this is the shot i brought up uh when we had brian on the show mm-hmm. um you know, of the Millennium Falcon flying through the fleet, like getting all the way to the front to lead the charge, basically. Mm-hmm. And anytime that happens, I'm just like, well, yeah. don't talk to me. This well, is it. and this is actually, this is what I wanted to talk about when oh, I also referenced, episode? well, when I also referenced uh, Empire of Dreams. Yeah. Okay. So there are behind the scenes shots of them like of how they put this together. Ooh. And, and I talked in the last episode about how Lucas you know, used all of the money that he made from Empire to like establish like the Skywalker Ranch facilities. Yeah, ILM everything. Yeah, and, and so ILM got their fancy new studio, etc. Um and like that's where this comes from. Wow. Like so I mean so I do you know, there is that question that we kind of raised, like, oh, is all of like that fancy flying from the Falcon in Empire, like is that from the original cut or not? Like we'd have to really go somehow, back and, yeah find yeah. the original cut to verify but i can tell you that all of this stuff was actually shot in frame in camera wow uh at the the upgraded ilm facilities and you it shows yeah you know i always talk we always talk about the whole idea of being timeless uh-huh. and i just think the space battle in that alone is it holds up yeah i 
take what you want from the freaking you know the moon fight with Han and Leia and everybody. Take what you want from Darth Vader and Sidious. That I love that fight too. That mm-hmm. is up there. If that that's number two, Andor and the Wookie and Ewoks are number three for sure. It's like it's the least important battle, even though yeah. it's like nothing would happen unless they yeah. Blew literally up the, the, the whole rest of it. Like well, and I agree. I mean, I think we can kind of transition into the final battle sequences now. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of. We're there. Yeah, we're there. <laughs> uh, but I mean, it's it, that's so true. And like, I mean, ultimately, it it works because you know Harrison Ford was willing to return. So like, you needed to give each of these kind of hero groups like something. Something. To do. Yeah. Um, but the challenge that I do have, and it's not even like the Ewoks particularly. It's just that like that like the sequence on Endor is just cheesy. It really is. <laughs> no, I, I you know you can't deny it. They tried. Yeah. You know, they, they tried to fight back. They tried to do their best. But, like, in the end, it's like, you're just you're just teddy bears with stones and rocks yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. And sticks. Sticks and, like, when <laughs> I they try s- to drag down the ATST and That's, I mean, that's freaking adorable. But still, it's <laughs> it's so bad. It's not, doesn't it belong in the, it doesn't belong in the movie. I like to think, like, if I had to try and defend, you know, the bows and arrows of, you know, the Ewoks and everything like that, I'd have to try and think that, like, Okay, it's it's just your regular piece of wood. It's a, it's a branch basically that they're making their arrows out of, right? Mm-hmm. But their marksmanship is so good, right? That they shot between the pressure points, like yeah. they got in between yeah. the armor, were able to get to the vulnerable meat underneath. Mm-hmm. That's what I choose to believe. Well, and I can follow that. Also, they're getting hit with rocks in the head and stuff like that. Yeah, and not to mention like how terrifying a death it would be to just be beaten by like giggling ewoks yeah like when they when the two stormtroopers fall over and all the ewoks pile on top of them, uh-huh. like oh yeah it looks playful yeah but look at it from a sadistic point of view and it's like they're being bludgeoned to death by smiling bears it's yeah. like that's terror that's the stuff of nightmares man mm-hmm. uh but yeah that's enough defending the ewoks um i love the space battle i said as much let's talk about darth vader and all them mm-hmm. real quick sorry sidetrack fun fact Ben Burt appears in uh, Return of the Jedi. Yes, you know he does. That? Yeah. He's one of the officers. Oh, he's a specific uh, officer. He has a big line. Oh, yeah. Freeze. Yeah. That's him. <laughs> and apparently he tried to recreate the Wilhelm scream. Yes. When he fell behind. Well, yeah, this is like the first. Um, and like they've used this mix pre- like in s- subsequent Star Wars films. Yeah. Uh, both in the prequels and I think also now in the sequels. Yeah. Um, and it, he calls it something different. It's his scream like, or something. Yeah, it's but it's not like the Birdian scream or anything. Right. But it's just like, uh, like it's like a name that he ascribed to. It. And it's like, well, this is my take on the Wilhelm. I like that. Yeah, because I mean, there are different versions. Yeah, extended, shortened, all that stuff. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I like the fact that Ben Burt was able to finally make it into a film mm-hmm. after we've been talking about him for so long. Yes. You know, and it, 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 a lot of this wouldn't be possible without him. Right. Um. But yeah, so going back to the throne room, uh, Palpatine, Vader, Luke having this big long discussion, and Palpatine is just super arrogant and super pleased with himself. I can't believe that that like the set that they were on was still in place when it was done because he's just chewing scenery the whole time. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> he's so ugh. he's just so charismatic, like charismatic in such a weird, creepy way. Yeah, which I mean, that's that's exactly what they wanted. They were yeah. work for the character and like. It's just the fact where he was just like, it was I who leaked the location and like all this kind of stuff is like, oh, 
I'm afraid the shield will be quite operational when your friends arrive. Like, he sounds like a crazy old man. Like, yeah. if you just met him on a street corner and he was holding a sign, you know, it's like, can I help you across the street? And he's like, you underestimate my power. And That's it's right. Like, it's like, well, you're holding a cane. You know, it's like, I could help you. <laughs> just trying to get my Boy Scout thing, you know, yeah. my patch. But yeah, I love his charisma. I hate the fact that they had to ruin the final shot of the fight and everything with the special editions. No! It kind of works. I begrudgingly admit that it kind of works. Yeah. Because if you're thinking about, like, you know, what the scene meant to Darth Vader and, like, seeing his son basically just being roasted, like, he's Mm. cooked alive. And, like, it is him just being like, you know what? I've had it with this. I'm finally done with this. No. I'm not standing by. Yeah. No, I'm not taking this. And then doing that, no. But it's not as ambiguous as Revenge of the Sith. Right. It's much more subtle, I think. Well, well, but the challenge is, is that he basically says no twice. Yeah. So, like, whenever he first kind of, like, he's like, you literally see him kind of shift his gaze from, like, looking at the Emperor, like, with respect to looking at Luke. Luke and then he looks back at the Emperor and he says, no. Like, and he looks back down at Luke, and then he looks back up at the Emperor, and that's when he has the, the no. no. Yeah. yeah. And, but it's point, like, he's already established. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't stand for this anymore. Well, yeah, you don't need dialogue. And, like, it's like I said, the original shot with him not saying anything is that much more emotional. Yeah. Because you don't expect it. Right. You know. But now, hey, everybody, if you've seen one through three, this will kind of make sense to you. Yeah. You know. It's I mean, like, especially given that I'm. Like, I've always believed that they, because this was actually a 2004 change. Yeah, yeah. And I'm pretty sure they actually used, like, the no from Revenge of the Sith. Which I wouldn't be surprised about yeah. at all. Like, and it's not like they re-recorded it. No. But, but they, I, if anything, it, you know, Ben Burt went in there with his magic. Yeah. It was yeah, like, how could I make this sound it better? Yeah. It was like when we hated Christian Sitters, whoever did it the first time. Yeah. But I like the lightsaber fight in this. It's not as powerful as the Empire's fight. I agree. But, I mean, it's still there. And you can see Luke coming out in his anger and, like, going in for the strike and everything. And at one point, Vader's not even fighting back. Yeah. Like, it's not even so much that he's being overpowered. It's just, like, I can't kill my son. Like, he wants to, he wants to stop this mm-hmm. from happening. Yeah. Loses his hand. Luke's able to see that he's a robot, basically, like Luke is becoming. And he's like, he looks down at his hand and he's like, I can't, you know, I can't do this. I can't join my father. I can't become what he has become. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's that hero moment. Mm-hmm. I'm a Jedi, like my father before me. So be it. Yes. Jedi. Oh, I love it. Yes. So, I don't it's... know. Is there anything you want to add on that? Um, no, I think that's a pretty good synopsis. I mean, <laughs> like, I, I like the, you know, I mean, we... We kind of talked about, uh, you know, Carrie Fisher just not being there for most of her most important scenes. Basically. And, you know, and, and I, I agree with you that I like Harrison Ford in the Tatooine scenes, but I don't Everything like else. the like the Endor stuff. Like, it's just too, like, like that. that's what's called, like, Republican Han Solo. Yeah. Like, yeah <laughs> I mean, I... I'm not, like, being political about it, but he's just, like, kind of goody two-shoes, like, <laughs> you know, just making, like, these family-friendly uh, wisecracks. And... That's another one of those funny moments that I didn't bring up was whenever uh, story time's over in the Ewok village, uh-huh. um, Han Solo taps on his shoulder and he's like, 
try and get his, you know, attention with the Rebel Alliance. And like C-3PO turns around and goes, see if you can get our weapons back. And C-3PO turns around and goes, hurry it up, will you? Yeah. Like, that delivery was yeah. pretty good. Like, the, it's just the, the back and forth. Yeah. Like, constantly picking on C-3PO, but it's still just, I was great. Yeah. But yeah, otherwise, eh, not really much <laughs> holding on. Right. But I do love the fact that, like, from everyone's genuine reaction through this movie... Like, if we want to finish out with this, because mm-hmm. everyone knows how it ends, big explosion, all that kind of stuff. We could talk about all the special editions at the end, too, if you yeah. want. But the reaction on everyone's face, and I'm talking Luke, I'm talking Leia, and I'm talking Han, all they, all three of them have separate reactions when they find out that Luke and Leia are related. Mm-hmm. Luke has a weird look of, like, shock and awe on mm-hmm. his face. I think he's in shock because he's like, no way this, this lady could be my, my sister. And then uh-huh. all of a sudden... <gasps> She's my sister, and then mm-hmm. thinking about that damn kiss, right? <laughs> and then yeah. Leia thinking the same thing, yeah, you know, and thinking unpure thoughts about Luke, and it's just like, damn, this galaxy isn't big enough or something, you know. <laughs> and then that final one at the end, whenever like lovingly Leia's like, you don't get it or whatever. He's like, he's my brother, and then Luke just or Han just looks off in horror, like, wait a minute, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like I made this note that's just like Han's sis like like sister kisser face (laughs) is just it's perfect it's iconic yeah and then he gets brought in for a kiss and comes back he's like all right I I can roll with it it's fine like he he does he doesn't waste any time with it he's like so wait that means we're together right like (laughs) that's it we're cool yeah and that's the love story which is kill me you know (laughs) well exactly I mean that kind of doesn't doesn't pay off as well but i mean i guess just to go back real quickly like you know ultimately i do i love mark hamill's work in this movie of course i think is just kind of the the one thing i was going to add kind of to to wrap up like the throne room Mm -hmm. setting um i mean throughout the whole film but you know but he really seems to especially you know he plays that role well of like actually kind of crossing that line but like realizing it and like you know, actually learning from the mistake and, you know, as opposed to Anakin who just continually doubles down the entire like prequel trilogy. Classic Annie. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, not very wizard guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just pretty like, it's just funny to me, like how much, uh, you know, he, uh, like how much he grows while basically everybody else, I feel like kind of takes a, a step back. Yeah, it's true. And I mean, like, it's it's good to see that's where everything ends and you're mm-hmm. able to pick up later on, you know, with books and all that stuff, like mm-hmm. what the story, the hero's journey continues for Luke and everything like that. And he's able to have that, like, you know, that weird funeral for Darth and he's able to give him the pyre and everything. And Puts his mask back on for some weird for reason. For some weird reason, right. And not to mention that, like, the fire is enough to kind of warp the thing. Yeah. That's a whole nother inclusion. We'll get yeah. on that when we start yeah. talking episode seven. That's fine. But yeah, I would like to talk about the deformed mask and right. like the, the ramifications for having it, but regardless, yes. um, <clears throat> so obviously the emperor is destroyed. Vader is redeemed and it goes right back into like one of the best shots right after like, you know, that's that shot of like, uh, Darth on the floor and he's in Luke's arms and then all of a sudden smash cut to, Dun 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 dun, and they're just flying towards like the big gaping exhaust port now, and it's so cool and it's so fast paced. You actually get to see these things be as wicked as they are. Yeah, go into it, and it's like it's so, it's so 
I don't even know how to really describe it, but it's like mesmerizing mm-hmm. how fast they're going through this this tunnel. Yeah. And everything is perfectly fitting well. Yeah. What? Well, yeah. It's like, I mean, what if, like, here's like a big plot hole or whatever. Like, what if Lando hadn't taken the Falcon mm. and he took a ship that was a little bit taller or like Wider. Had slightly different dimensions? What if he took the freaking ghost? Like yeah. a VCX 100? Yeah. That's a lot thicker yeah. than the Millennium Falcon. He would not have fit. He they wouldn't would, have made it. He wouldn't have made it. <laughs> they would have had to take the Phantom. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, Rebel stuff. <laughs> but yeah, it like perfectly works. Like, you know, they're able to fit through there and everything. And I love that there's so much lore that comes out of that tunnel. Uh-huh. You know, because we've yeah. talked about this before. The yeah. fact that like the yeah. two fighters that peel off have deep, you know, stories one way or the other. Either mm. it's EU or Legends now. Yeah. For for Wedge. Like yeah. it's good, you know, it's future yeah. stories. Yeah, the, the A-Wing is is Legends. It's it's the Legends path. And the, the, <laughs> the Y-Wing, Y-Wing is the new canon, the canon path. path. Yeah. So... But it's cool, and I mean, Wedge just being Wedge, he's already a badass, and just taking out the, you know, the the power generator on the left tower or the he's north tower. He's already on his way out. Already on his way out. I love that line. And like, and I always... Is, well, one uh, fun thing is that this is the first movie where Dennis Lawson's actual voice is used. He does his own? Yeah. Yeah. yeah which is yeah, cause insane. Because he's, he's dubbed in the first two. And yeah, and then we talked about like fake Wedge and all this kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, and like, not to mention fake Wedge from the first movie. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh well that's a whole nother story yeah um but yeah i love the explosion at the end and i i do kind of like the fact that they added like the giant shock wave yeah because it's not so like it doesn't look as internalized like because it's just like when you see it from the moon mm-hmm. like you can kind of see a piece of like it looks like fabric like turning slowly yeah and it's like oh no that's just you know it's just the side of the death star or whatever but uh-huh. it's like I don't know. I can see it contorting. Like, you know, it looks like it's just a piece of cloth that fell off. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's basically what it is. Yeah. You know, but so they made the explosion look better. What's your opinion on the special edition editions uh, of the scenes at <laughs> the, the end? All the scenes at the end. I mean, by and large, it's not my favorite. I mean, you know, I, I think I've talked about it on the show many moons ago that I was excited about it at the time. Yeah. Just because, uh, like when we see like Naboo in particular, it was like, oh, like we've seen, like there were pre-production photos that been there, yeah, that that suggest this is where Episode <laughs> One's going to take place, and, right? Um, you know, in 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 kind of understanding that connection, and like I guess Coruscant's fine. One thing I literally never noticed until this watch through is there's like they're pulling down this big Palpatine statue. Right. I was hoping you'd bring that up. Yeah. Because that's the prologue in the first aftermath book. Yes. We'll be getting into that actually relatively soon. Yeah. You know, uh so pay attention for that. But the prologue of the first uh aftermath novel is about the uh citizens of Coruscant pulling down this statue in the background of Palpatine. Uh-huh. And it's so cool because mm-hmm. it's one of those details like you don't notice if you're not paying attention for it. And Coruscant's already bustling. It's already like mad, you know, crazy. Uh-huh. But like you see that part and it's like, yes. Like yeah. if anyone's really affected by this, it's Coruscant because uh-huh. that's the center of the galaxy as far uh-huh. as everyone's concerned. Yeah. Like, you know, they have the, the government there and all this kind of stuff. The Imperial Palace was there. And so like, him just reigning over the people like that, like that makes perfect sense. 
Yeah, absolutely. I Uh, loved it. Yeah, and it was like, I mean, that's a cool deep dive. Um, But I I agree that you don't need Naboo. If mm -hmm. you kept Tatooine, Cloud City, and even Coruscant, like Coruscant would work. Yeah. But Naboo was not necessary. Yeah. Or the Gungans. Yeah, it kind of ruins it. (laughs) Um, And the only other thing I'll say that I don't like is, you know, by adding that scene, they had to, they put a new musical piece in. Which, okay, it's I mean, never, it, nothing's ever going to top Yub Nub. Yeah. You know, I, Yub, Yub, I go to sleep listening to Yub Nub. Yeah. But, you know. Um, but what, what just bothers me is that, like, the existing scenes that they do intersperse, like, some of, like, the dancing scenes. Yeah. Like, everything's out of rhythm now. Yeah. Because it's a different song, and, like, whoever did the photo editing, like, didn't care to. They didn't pay attention whatsoever. Yeah. So. Well, what, they like, Eva, one of her last, like, remarks towards the end of this, uh-huh. she was remarking at the fact, like, are those Stormtrooper helmets that they're playing on? And yeah. I was like, yeah. And she's like, that's vicious. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Well, it's like, yeah. you don't want to mess with these guys. Yeah, just but, think about what the Ewoks are going to do with all those Stormtroopers. That's once. a lot of meat, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Let's get the salt out. Yeah. We got a big winter coming. <laughs> yeah. You know. A, a nuclear like a nuclear. <laughs> that's besides the point. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, you beat me too. Yeah. I was about to say it. But, All then, right. but so I guess I'll just point out, like I kind of alluded to this earlier, this film features five people to play Darth Vader slash Anakin Skywalker. You want to list them? Yeah. Go ahead. So you've got David Prowse. Mm-hmm. You've got James Earl Jones. Mm-hmm. You've got Sebastian Shaw. Sebastian Shaw. Then you also have Bob Anderson, who is the stunt guy. Is he doing the sword work? He does all the sword work. Okay. And you can always tell when it's him and not Prowse because he's short. Yeah, like, he's about as tall as Luke, so like there'll just be these weird scenes where like With the same height. Yeah, where they're about the same height, and then obviously you have Hayden Christensen. I hate that it's obvious though. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. No. It doesn't make any sense. What? Oh, it's not like he got trapped in that time frame, Andrew. Dang it! <laughs> like, okay, he burned, man. Why wasn't he just like scarred up? Or. You know, him being older is like, yeah, well, he was still alive technically, and he was aging technically, even though he was <laughs> technically burned. But why? Yeah. Well, may, well, this will be like my, I'm not saying I <laughs> a, agree with this or disagree with this, but if you're a big fan of, and to segue into what we kind of end with, okay. uh, my favorite line from the movie is, it's true from a certain point oh, of view. view. Yeah, because... With that line, you basically took the entire franchise. It was like, you know all the stuff you took for fact? It's like 80%. 80%, you know. <laughs> I might have flipped a little bit yeah. here and there. <laughs> but, uh, but, so the argument is, of course, from Obi-Wan's perspective, from yeah. his point of view, yes. is that oh, that Anakin Skywalker died in Palpatine's office Dang when it. he... Like, Converted and yes. all that. I. So I, that's the reason why... It would be him in, you know, his Revenge of the Sith getup. I I hate the fact that I like that. It actually makes sense. <laughs> well, I kind of agree. Like, it, yeah. th- like, and normally I'm not a fan of that kind of line of thinking. <sighs> but still, that's, yeah, from a certain point of view, that's, lo- that's yeah. logical. He, he never wears those, to- those, those robes, though. Right. If you think yeah, about, like, like his uniform. Brown. And white tunic, it's yeah. always, like, a black tunic. Yeah. So, first of all, F that. Like, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Yeah. All right, I'm 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 done. Everyone gets it. He shows up. <laughs> pisses me off. Yes. I'm sorry. Should have just been, like, Sebastian <laughs> uh, Shaw. Shaw and left it or yeah. something, you know. But, yeah. So, uh, final thoughts, final questions. First off, 
Favorite line of dialogue, you already said it. Yep. Mine would be De Wadawanga. <laughs> That's a good one. From uh, uh, Bib Fortuna at the beginning. Yes. Favorite new sound effect? No, I mean, not new, but favorite sound effect. <sighs> favorite sound effect, I will say, is the klaxon on the Death Star. I don't. I don't know that it's actually the first time we hear it, but it's like they do it like three times. In There's the like film. three different yeah. ones, and Eva actually pointed that out yeah. too. She's like, "Okay, enough of the alarms." It's yeah. like, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> you know, there's, there's different ones for different reasons. Uh, but uh, the my favorite sound would actually be. It's not what the Ewoks say. It's I mean, but there's a point where like you listen to the Ewoks like beating people up or moving things around or whatever. And it kind of sounds like he says, Hey buddy, beat it. <laughs> like pay attention next time you uh-huh. watch it. And they're just like beating each other up or whatever. It's like, Hey buddy, beat it. It's either that or it's, um, the, uh, the scream that Boba Fett gives when he falls into the Sarlacc. Yeah. Because it's, like I said, he went down like a punk and he screamed like a punk. He when screamed he screamed like a punk. <laughs> oh, war salacious crumbs laugh. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot out there. Sure. All right, and final question: favorite new character. Favorite new character. Yep. We don't. Well, I guess we do get some new characters. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, I will choose Akbar. Mm. Just because uh, it's a trap. Yeah, dang it. Well, that that's the trap. It worked against me because I would have chose Akbar. Well, then I'll choose uh, Nine Num. <laughs> okay, I work. I like it. It works out. Um, but honestly, I mean, I, I think that was a pretty solid review. Yes. You know, I feel like we covered a lot today. I would say so. Uh, what did you guys think? Did you enjoy what we had to say? Do you have any kind of opinions to differ from ours? Uh, you know, what's some of your favorite, uh, you know, side characters, uh, favorite, you know, weird trivia, favorite scenes, favorite, you know, lines of dialogue, anything. Just let us know. Check us out, please, on Facebook.com. Uh, we have our page there, Greeter Shot First Podcast. I think it's right. how it goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, you can get us from Apple iTunes, our Apple Podcast there, Greeter mm-hmm. Shot First Podcast. Or if you want to look on a website, check our website out at reggieshousepodcast.com yep. slash Greeter Shot First. While you're there, please don't hesitate to check out Games and That Podcast. They've been kicking some butt so far. Yeah. And we want to send some love their way because they've been sending some love our way. And here's hoping you know, we can. Uh, all check out, you know, Rise of Skywalker together because we're mm-hmm. getting close. It's close. It's close to the end. We only have two more films to review. I know, and uh, I mean, mm-hmm. with it, this is going to be interesting when yeah. those two movies well, roll around. Yeah, we're going to do a. It's going to be a very hard pivot. You know, it's like <laughs> so far it's been George Lucas's Star Wars. Yeah, and now it's and now it's Disney. Disney's Star Wars. Yeah, for what it's worth, and I know this is the end. I just want to add this in there. If you really think about it, over the X amount of episodes we've done. We don't talk about Force Awakens at all. No. I mean... We talk about Last Jedi. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely talk about Last Jedi. And we'll get into that and why I think it happens Mm -hmm. uh, the next time we we sit down to do uh, Force Awakens, which Which, will be coming out two weeks from whenever you're hearing this. (laughs) I was going to say two weeks from today, but that is whatever. It might not actually be totally accurate. But either way. Yeah. (laughs) we'll, We'll figure it out. We got holidays and stuff like that, so... We're hoping everyone has a good time. I mean, myself, I know I had a good time. Did you have a good time? It was a boring conversation anyway. I bet it was.